We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the High Stakes Lowdown, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by the Fantasy Football Players Championship. I'm Eric Balkman from the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour and the FFPC. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Balkman and the FFPC on Twitter at FFPC. Before we get into the show, I want to remind everyone that you can get a listeners only 10% discount to Rotoviz by using the code RVRADIO2022. That's RVRA. DIO2022. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of the Rotoviz content and tools, and it supports the podcast channel. Now, without further ado, here's the latest edition of the Rotoviz High Stakes Lowdown. Welcome in, everybody. It is the High Stakes Lowdown, the April edition, as we are kicking off April in style here tonight with a big-time Dynasty fantasy football show. Uh, I'm Eric Balkman, at Eric Balkman, at FFPC, at HSFFR. Reminder, if you are looking to pick up a Dynasty orphan team, time's running out on that at myffpc.com slash Dynasty for sale. Probably only about a couple of dozen left, but Dynasty startups are live at myffpc.com slash Dynasty. You can uh, hook up there with uh, $77 startups, uh, $250 startups, that are going off basically um, with, with slow drafts going forward. So make sure you're checking that out. The inaugural uh, FFPC Never Too Early Best Ball Tournament is really picking up. That thing's about 80% full here as we um, we have about three weeks left. I think it ends three weeks from today because three weeks from today will be the NFL draft. So make sure you're getting in on that before that fills up $25,000 grand prize. Just $125 entry fee there. Uh, FFPC main event grand prize this year. $1 million. You're going to make the first ever FFPC millionaire this year. That's coming up. Make sure you're registering for that $100 uh, early bird discount. And of course, $500 off each additional team that you registered for there. $35 free credit with the 2022 FF, uh, beg your pardon, Football Guys Players Championship. So if you sign up before uh, June 30th and then draft before July, 30, uh, July 15th, you're going to get a free $35 credit sent directly to your FFPC account. Plenty of low, slide, slit and go, uh, sit and go best ball drafts available at myffpc.com. So make sure you're checking those out if you want to play in a closed 12-team league. We have plenty of stuff available there. Want to get in tonight's guest. It is a dynasty-heavy show. This will probably be the most rookie-heavy podcast we have until next month after the NFL draft. Got a great guest lined up for that as well. But tonight, I'm proud to welcome in a 23-time FFPC Dynasty champ. He's won Football Guys Players Championship Leagues. He's won plenty of FFPC main event leagues. We're here to talk about rookies tonight. It is the one, the only Jason Steves, the pride of Canada, joining <laughs> us on this late Thursday night. Jason, how are you, man? Good, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to talk Dynasty with you. 23 Dynasty titles. Do you feel like you are a better Dynasty player than Redraft player, or does it is it about the same for you? No, yeah, probably a better dynasty player nowadays. It's uh, it's tough to cross them over, honestly, because you start falling in love with these rookies and stuff like that, and you have to carry them over to the redrafts, and it can burn you a bit. But well, I I, I was saying this on the HSFFR last Friday. I was like, I got rookie fever in my yeah. in my basketballs right now. I'm, I'm drafting Olave. I'm drafting Burks. <laughs> I'm drafting 
uh, McBride, all these rookies, it's insane. Um, so it, it's something that that you got to fight it. Do you, when you are doing, you know, all you, all your dynasty rookie drafts coming in, do you kind of purposely postpone your redrafts just so you don't get rookie fever in those drafts? Yeah, I do. I mean, I for the first time, I've kind of done a few, like, best balls early just to see where the rookies are going and stuff like that. But usually I do postpone it till, you know, June, July at least. So kind of separate the uh, the drafts. Which is smart, which is yeah. why you do so well at both of them. Yeah. Um, how many how many redrafts have you done already? Just one or two? or Just, just a couple, yeah. Okay. Did anything surprise you with the rookies at all there, knowing what you know now? They were going fairly early. I think it's Be- kind of like – Because of rookie bit, fever, right? Rookie fever, yeah. Right. Um, I, I look at it, okay. So let, well, let's, let's just get into this right now. Um, and we'll talk about some of the players that are going to be going that not only have been going in redraft, but will be high, uh, picks, uh, early round picks in the rookie drafts when those pick up in the FFPC main event, uh, beg your pardon, the FFPC dynasty rookie drafts coming up in about a month or so. Uh, let's talk about Ohio state, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, the latest Ohio state entries into um dynasty fantasy football rookie drafts with the ffpc which of these two guys are you hiring because well i mean the question is tonight we don't know where any of these guys are are drafting so this is purely a talent thing right now that we're we're talking about olave garrett wilson which one do you like better from ohio state and why probably i like garrett wilson probably a little bit better just just the upside Uh, there's just so much more upside to him i like Olave long term, like I think he's going to be a solid receiver, uh, you know, good route runner and everything like that. But the upside of Garrett Wilson just kind of pushes, could push your your team way over the edge, you know. It, it, are you talking about initially, or or in, I, like like in, I, initially you like Wilson better, like year one? Wilson. Well, no, not necessarily. I, I mean, it's going to be depend on landing spot for sure. I just think. Wilson could be a top five receiver, you know, in redrafts in the future. Maybe a lot of it can't be a top five. Like just his speed and yards after catch and just his athleticism, I think Wilson has that upside. Now he has also the most risk, I would say, out of the two, too. So Wilson is the more risky. So he's, I think, I think lower, Wilson's lower, higher risky. ceiling. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So okay. I, in a rookie draft, I would probably lean towards going the upside because. He could be league winner for sure. So, is that typically like you know because we have the rookie drafts with the FFPC after the NFL draft? Do you still typically lean towards okay? I, I kind of like this guy in his rookie year, but this guy's upside I'm willing to gamble on. Do you normally do that where you gamble on rookie upside and always lean that way in your rookie drafts? I mean, if they're close, yeah, yeah, I probably lean towards the upside for sure. Yeah, I mean it's. It's a long-term thing, but, uh, I mean, you're looking for the best players that can start in your lineup. You can always have depth off the waiver wire and trades and stuff like that there. Right. It's those main starters. Um, here in northeast Wisconsin, it's it's very exciting for the Packers because normally, you know, you, you have a first-round pick, you have a second-round pick, third-round, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. This year, because of the uh, Devontae Adams trade, Green two. Bay has two first-rounds, two second round picks Yeah. Um, because of that. And because of the gaping hole that Devonte Adams absence has created in the green Bay receiver room. And because of um, the Packers ignoring receiver um, over the last several drafts, uh, there has been a gaping, a, there's been a deep yawning chasm of receiver um, talk here. Mm-hmm. And now with the NFL draft, just three weeks away, we're talking about a ton of receivers that they could get in the late first, the late second. Personally, I have gravitated towards the two ACL guys, George Pickens, who obviously came back, played in the national yeah. championship game after tearing his ACL early in 2021. And then you have Jamison Williams, guy was really high on, who tore his ACL in the national championship game. Yeah. Apparently he's ahead of schedule. When you look at these two guys right now, who are you most excited about from a dynasty standpoint of having the better career? Is it Pickens or is it Jamison Williams, Jason? Long-term, maybe Williamson. But, I mean, the problem with Williamson is obviously just tore it. So you're probably losing this season as a rookie, right? So he's going to be have to come back the second season, whereas at least Pickett got back on track already. So he'll be ready for the draft. So if I was 
Green Bay or if he lands in Green Bay, either one lands in Green Bay, pick it has a way better chance, right? Right. So I think that's where I would probably lean towards Pickett in this this rookie draft. Yeah. Let me let me throw this at you. What happens if Jamison Williams gets selected? Let's just say and regard let's let's throw out teams for a second. But let's say Jamison Williams is a late first round pick by some team, right? George Pickens doesn't go to like maybe mid or late second round. So you know Pickens is going to be playing faster and more to where he was in college yeah. before Jamison Williams was just because of when the injury happened. Would you, at the end of the first round, if Williams and Pickens are still out there, knowing that Williams went in the first, Pickens went in the second, are you still willing to take Pickens over Jamison Williams? Or is it sort of like uh, kind of depends where your dynasty team is at? It, well, no, I think it kind of depends on the landing spot. Again, I mean, second round, if Green Bay doesn't doesn't pick a wide receiver in the first round, but they get their receiver in the second round as Pickens, well, obviously I'm leaning towards Pickens, right? But if it's somewhere where it's a crowded wide receiver field, then I'd, I'd probably lean towards the other way. As long as you have an IR spot, it's not the biggest deal, but I mean, there are probably some some dynasty teams that don't have that many RR spots or don't even use one. Then if it's hurting your bench, then I, that's where I'd lean towards picking. So. Um, there, we, we've talked a, a lot about, and not, not necessarily you and I, but over the course of the last month, we've talked on the HSFF hour road of his high six lowdown, about a lot of first round receivers. Let's talk about the second round receivers or who should be going in the second round. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of guys likely to go anywhere from the, really anywhere in the second round. I don't know what these NFL teams are capable of, but I want to bring up a few names. John Mechie, Justin Ross out of Clemson, uh, Alec Pierce from Cincinnati, who's getting some late love here. Out of those three, or even if you want to expand it more to the receivers that are more top 60 overall, um, that, that would be going deep into the second round. Do you sort of have a favorite second round guy when all the sexy guys are off the board? Is there a guy that you're targeting that you don't think a lot of people are going to be looking at? Well, I think John Metchie's a one of the guys there. I think with his ACL tear as well, so he'll fall a little bit. Um, I would probably choose him out of the other two versus Ross and uh, Pierce. Um, I mean, he was behind you know Waddle and Smith. Uh, the year before, so he didn't get a lot of playing time. But he, he, I think he had 96 catches or something like that this year, and he really shined. Good route runner, um, probably very good slot guy. Um, I, I honestly like him quite a bit. Um, going like off the board, I mean, a second round guy, Christian Watson is probably the guy that's probably jumping up the boards a bit. I mean, just his size and athleticism and his speed. I mean, I think he could be easily groomed into something for sure. So I think he, again, this comes down to upside, but that's probably one that I'd look in the second round for sure. Let's follow this up here. So Mechie last year, 96 catches, 1,142 yeah. yards. He got eight touchdowns. Yeah. When you talk about a guy who you envision as a slot receiver, I don't want to put words in your mouth. You envision yeah. Mechie as a slot guy in the NFL? It's possible, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've heard talk of that for sure. So, so to me, when you talk about a slot receiver for dynasty fantasy football, yeah. this is a guy who has the upside of catching a lot of balls, but maybe doesn't have you know doesn't have the Calvin Johnson, Devontae Adams, yeah. Ivory Kill yeah. seasons in him. How do you weight those guys um, in dynasty rookie drafts? Because there are guys that are coming up that are more boom and bust, uh, mm -hmm. boomer bust, where they have the lower floor, they have the higher ceiling. Whereas a guy like Mechie, you know, his range is like this, but a guy like Christian Watson, we're going to talk about, uh, yeah. about in a little bit, he's like this. So how do you weight those guys when when it comes down to the dynasty rookie drafts? I rate them high, honestly. Like that, that I know you're always looking for upside too, but you want those floor guys as well, like the the mid-range guys that are going to be solid, right? Olave is going to be solid and I feel like Mechie is going to be solid. So those guys are going to be playing on your starting lineups for most of the season. So long-term, I think he'll be a great receiver. And and from what I've read and, and seen, I bet can play the outside as well. So I think he's kind of, I mean, I don't want to say he's CD lamb or anything like that, but he'd probably be built more like CD lamb um, where he could play both. So. Yeah. He's, he's not like one of these, you know, like a sky sky more. Exactly. He's not a sky more. He's right. not a Hunter Renfrew or anything like that. He's, he's, he's still six foot 200 pounds already. So he can he can go outside for sure. So 
Um, so, so Watson is a guy that, that we have talked a lot about here in, you know, just in the shadows of Lambeau field and green Bay, because this is a guy that to me represents a much, he's like Marquez Valdez Scantling with a much higher upside. And I think he's more polished. Valdez Scantling was what a fifth round pick or whatever it was. Speed Maven took the lid off the defense. And by the way, what do you make of Kansas City offering like a $30 million contract to Valdez Scantling and then they're paying Smith Schuster like one year, five or yeah. six million. What happened there? Yeah, I I don't understand it either. I yeah, like it's not a guy. I mean, I had him on my team on a lot of my dynasty teams from last year, but that was just kind of filling my roster. It was a bonus that he went to KC, so I'm selling high, but um, yeah, it doesn't, uh, my feeling with Valdez Gantling is if he couldn't do it with Rogers, I don't know if he can do it with Mahomes. But, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. or maybe like what we've seen with Rogers is yeah. that's what we're going to see. In exactly. He'll be a good best ball guy, but right. Yeah. So. Um, so Watson is a guy that has been bandied about as like a, 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 a field stretcher, um, a guy that, um, could, could, um, provide not only some speed, but he's a polished guy. The, the question is, coming from a small school like he is, can he be successful right away or because he's going up against the uber elite athletes at corner in the NFL, it's the, 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 the learning curve is going to take longer for Watson. Th- How do you fall in on, on Watson when you look yeah, at I think the learning what curve- kind of prospect he is? Yeah, I think the learning curve is going to be a little bit, uh, take some time for sure. Um, that doesn't mean that they can't teach him uh, to run better routes and stuff like that. But, um, I think he could excel. I, I know all the, he's a pure athlete. I mean, he's one of the best athlete receivers coming out of this draft for sure. So he's freaking nature. I mean, he ran what a four, three, six or something like that. Yeah. And I, and I think that if I remember correctly, he ran a four, three, six, and I could be making this up, but yeah. I think Valdez Scantling did a four, three, five. So they, yeah. as far as speed, they, they are similar that way. Yeah. They are similar that way, but I, I, I guess they could be similar, but I, I, I like the pedigree of Watson a little better. I totally do too. I'm totally with it. Well, Watson is a guy who, I don't know if he's going to go in the first round, but he certainly could. I think he's yeah. going to go in the second round. Yeah. Elvis Scantling, nobody had him going on day one or no, day two. No, no, no. I know? think he's, yeah, I think Watson second round, he could slip to third. I don't, I can't see him going in the first. I would be no. surprised. I, I mean, think there's just too many receivers ahead of him for sure that. And, 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 and let's talk about that a little bit too, because I was, you know, again, not to keep throwing this Packers stuff, but there's a lot of people that say, oh, with, with, you know, four picks in the first 59 picks of the draft, they should be packaging to move up to grab a receiver. And I'm kind of like, I don't know if there's a receiver that warrants like, um, you know, this is the Uber, um, you know, Jamar Chase of this draft. No. I don't think there's a Jamar Chase in the draft. And I, and I think there's a lot of really good receivers. So why would you trade up? Do you see this year's receivers as from a fantasy standpoint? Do you see this year's receivers similar to that where there's, you know, the guys going to go in the late first round are, are, are not all that dissimilar from the guys going in the second round? Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I think they're, they are very similar and have different skill sets. So I wouldn't be jumping up to to try to land a chase. There's no chase this this year or so. I mean, if I was the Packers, I mean, I would probably hopefully land Burks or maybe London. Those are probably the guys that I would probably go for. They seem to fit the Packer scheme, but uh, right. Yeah. So, so this is interesting. So, um, uh, London, I think personally, I think London will be off the board by 22. Which if Green possible. Bay really falls in love with them, they're going to have to trade yeah. up for them. Um, but let's talk about Traylon Burks for a little bit because my co-host on my local radio show here in, in Northeast Wisconsin, he loves Traylon Burks, thinks he's so great. He's like the second coming. He's going to be a, an, an immaculate pro. I have some misgivings about this. You know, like I, I wasn't wowed by his combine. Um, I've seen a lot of pundits out there, uh, you know, say that that even though he was in the SEC, he might be a little raw for the NFL. And we have seen big physical strong receivers that can't separate mm-hmm. not not do all that great in the pros are you a burks fan regardless of where he lands yeah are you a I, burks I, fan i am i am yeah i do believe he can excel at the next level for sure i mean it's not always the combine results as we've seen many times right i mean look at keenan allen numbers and stuff like that Devonte adams i don't think shined in the combine he did not um, no yeah so yeah i mean 
it does come down to, I hate to say a landing spot and, and opportunity just comes down to opportunity for sure. So if one of those guys goes or, or Olave or, or something like that goes to green Bay, I mean, it's going to come down to like an open spot opportunity. Last receiver question for you, Jason, right now, not knowing where anybody's going, who is the number one receiver for you in this class for fantasy? The guy you're most excited about. It's probably London or Burks. I'm probably have them ahead of, of Wilson. I, I don't know if that's kind of what I'm leaning towards right now, but, but the fact that you're kind of like, well, it's this guy or this guy. And I probably yeah. haven't, I mean, there's, there's no, the they're close. There. They're all so yeah. close. They're all in the same tier. And uh, yeah, again, it's going to come down to landing spots and opportunities and stuff like that, but they are close this year. So let's shift to running backs here now. Um, I, and again, I don't want to set this up for something that you maybe don't believe. Is Brees Hall your number one running back right now? Right now, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. He's he's but, he's a big step ahead of the other two. Yeah. Okay. So this is perfect. So the other two are they Walker and Spiller? Kenny they Walker. Are. Uh, okay. Yeah. Kenneth Walker and Isaiah Spiller. Yeah. Now here. Okay. So I had the opportunity in in one of my dynasty leagues last year. You could roster a college player. Um, that that was not in the NFL draft, but you had to keep him on your roster all season. That's and if cool. you did, then you got to keep him for the. So I chose Isaiah Spiller over Kenny Walker, and the reason yeah. being, and and I don't want to you know no. shape this question in any way, but Spiller I saw caught caught a lot of pa- uh, passes. I didn't see Walker catch a lot of passes, and Walker is a guy who sort of just came out of nowhere this in yeah. the 2021 season, and he still didn't catch a lot of passes. He seemed to like be this Michael Turner-esque accumulator guy. As of right now, and I know Spiller's combine Mm -hmm. wasn't great, and I know he was dealing with some injuries, I still like Spiller better than Walker. Am I wrong? No, I don't think you are, actually. I was going to go with Spiller over Walker. Um, Yeah, right now I'm more of a Spiller fan. Uh, Again, just he possesses more um, with the passing ability. And, I mean, we're all playing – most of us are playing PPR. Um, so yep. it's huge. Um, and Walker didn't have any catches. So it's, we're going blindly. Yeah. He might be able to catch some, but he, uh, he hasn't. And, uh, he's only had the one good season. So, um, not a lot to go off where Spiller had three straight thousand yard seasons. So it's weird because, um, well, it's not weird, but like, you know, cheering for the Badgers and talking about Wisconsin for all these years, you know, we, we've gotten to see all these great running backs here, you know, Ron Dane and, and Melvin Gordon and James White and, and all the and Jonathan Taylor is another great example. Um, these guys and Taylor maybe bucked the trend a little bit, but they never really caught a whole lot of passes in the Wisconsin yeah. offense. I don't really remember what Le'Veon Bell, I'd have to look it up what, what yeah. he did at Michigan State, but I don't remember him catching a ton of passes in that offense. How much do you penalize a guy like Walker who got the yards per carry in a really tough conference? But didn't yeah. get get those those PPR catches. How much do you penalize him in rookie drafts? I still I still penalize him a little bit for sure. That's probably why I have Spiller slightly ahead right right at the moment. I mean, from what I've seen in mock drafts and stuff like that, NFL mock drafts, Walker should go ahead of a Spiller. Seems That's like it. Leaning towards, and that might change things, you know, because of opportunities and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, for me, fantasy wise, I put him a little bit below. Um, because I'm obviously looking to PBR, and I, I know nothing if he can catch or not. So, you know. and 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 like you know when you're doing redraft and like main event and football guy stuff, I mean you're always showing a penchant for those pass catching run. I mean we're all after those pass sure. catching running backs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, I mean you go back three years, maybe it's four years now. Derrick Henry, I mean, nobody wanted him. Nobody wanted Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah. Remember, because he could only catch 10 balls. He was useless. And, like, I remember a draft where he fell to me in the fourth or fifth, and I'm like, I do not want Derrick Henry this year. And I ended up getting him, and he didn't have that great a season. And you can barely start him, you know. He's, But then he broke out the next year, you know. Um, so it's just, yeah, I mean, those that those extra catches in PPR is just huge. So. The, the first and, and I never I was with you I never drafted Derrick Henry yeah. uh, whatsoever. The first draft I did this year and I this I'm glad it was the first one I got it out of the way. My first pick of my first draft in January best ball Derrick Henry middle <laughs> of the first round. So I and I didn't like it. You know it was one yeah. of those things where you're like oh, yeah. God I guess but, but like you know for many years 
I never drafted Aaron Rodgers because, you know, yeah. I drafted local leagues in Wisconsin. Everybody picks him up early. Yeah. Um, and I'm always waiting on quarterbacks and the national stuff. So I, and then I started picking him. And it was just one of those things. I think it was kind of with Henry. It's like, God, I've never picked them. Let's just try it out this year. Yeah. And the season hasn't started. I'm already regretting it. Okay. <laughs> running backs, other running backs. Let's talk about the, the, the white guys. Um, Rashad White, Zamir White. Um, they could be, a, as I look at, you know, dynasty rookie drafts that are going off now that before the NFL draft, they could be back end of the first round rookie draft picks. Um, when you look at those guys between Zamir White and Rashad White, do you have a preferred um, selection between the two? I, I, I know they're kind of close as far as ADP goes. How do you feel about them? I, I, I would lean towards Rashad White. Again, pass catching ability is huge. Um, so I would have him quite a bit ahead. Zamir, again, Zamir, we didn't see a lot of pass catching ability. I, he might be able to, but he was always pushed back on third down. He was behind a few guys, so I think uh, I would lean towards Rasad for sure. I think he got eighty percent of the third down work. I think if I kind of read yeah. it, right. but it was yeah, right, yeah, right around there. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's huge. I mean, and so NFL teams that are drafting these guys are going to see that, and they're looking for certain players. So um, at worst, if Rasad only becomes a, a third down back, well, there might be a, a James White in them or something like that that right. can at least help you, right? So and. Uh, in this day and age with fantasy, I mean, there's only a handful of true running backs. And as you know, they're all split committees. So you need those PPR guys for sure. So, well, and, and so we've talked, I mean, we, we briefly touched on Hall. We, we talked about Spiller and, and Walker, and now we got into the Whites. How many, like, and I, I put this term in quotes, good running backs are there in in this year's nfl draft class and what i mean by that is like you know there's there's going to be guys that are going to be drafted as part of committees like that that's what their role will be there's going to be guys that are going to have to wait a year before they sort of take over the backfield when you look at this year's running back class in in the nfl draft how many good running backs are there how many guys are you excited about drafting does it stop at three? Does it stop at five? Does it go deeper than that? Maybe, maybe six. Maybe six. six. Uh, yeah, I, I think we're getting deep on Weiss as it is, but you never know. I guess the opportunity is going to be what it comes down to. But um, I would probably put Cook in there mm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you I, like Cook better than Zamir White? And we talk about Georgia running backs here. I think I do like Cook better than Zamir White. I think. Um, I think his brother is going to affect some. NFL I said the same. I said the same thing. Like yeah. somebody, we have a NFL draft guy come on our our local show, and and he and he and he was talking about. Um, or no, this was uh, Chris Ballard on the HSFF hour, yeah. I believe, this past Friday, and he's like, "Well, you talk about Georgia running backs, Zamir White and James Cook," and I'm like, "Well, listen, I'm a huge Florida State guy. I love Florida State. Yeah. It, but James Cook also spurned Florida State for Georgia, you know. So I'm yeah. kind of like torn on that or or, or whatever." But Cook's got the pedigree, like he you does. said. And, and you know what? Yeah, NFL GMs, coaches will probably lean towards that. You know? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but probably if I was in power, I'd probably, well, you know, give him a shot, see what happens, right? What's his? What's James Cook's ceiling? Could, I mean, could he be like a three-down guy, or is his ceiling like maybe yeah. 1A of a, of a back? No, I think he back. could be a three-down guy. That's where, like, I stretch it to six or, or five or whatever for good backs, but – I mean, it just depends on what team he goes to. Like, yeah, but he can catch. He can catch the ball. So yeah, he is a, there is an opportunity for three down back for sure. He either turns into that or he turns into a three a third down back. But but he's worth the risk, right? Yeah, he's you worth know, the he's, risk. I mean, I think it. he'll he'll split time somewhere for sure, and he can yeah. catch. So I mean, that's where I put him as ahead of Samir White for sure. And, and yeah. we always default to the pass catchers. Yeah. I always yeah. default to the pass catcher. You got to, right? Yeah. Especially when I split. I mean, you know, um, I can't think of uh, who I defaulted to most this year. But, like, I mean, a good example was just pick a waiver wire pickup of Cordell Patterson. I mean, yeah. Oh. Even down a stretch when he didn't do a lot. I mean, he still caught three balls. And you get your 10 points. And a bad week is 10 points. Then you can survive. So. Yes. Yeah. So, so I, and I, br- I brought this up on several shows so far this season. I, I, for whatever reason, I never 
like I'm always the sex, like I got to pick the sexy guy up on the waiver wire early in the season, yeah. either preseason or, you know, like in the you know, after week one or whatever. And for whatever reason, and don't ask me why I didn't touch quarter L Patterson in any of my leagues last year. Yeah. And I ended up kicking myself um, well, all season with Cordell Patterson. It was tricky though. It's uh, I got lucky. I mean, I'm, I, I, I turned on the Atlanta game. I have a four-year-old, so I don't get to see a lot of football as much as I used to. But I turned on the Atlanta game, and I saw him go in for Mike Davis, and he looked good. But that week, everybody spent twenty bucks, thirty bucks, forty bucks. On yeah. Him. And so it was really my. It was you know it was more or less. I mean, Mike Davis out out touched him. I think that game and stuff like that. But Cordell had an okay game. But he, he was picked up a week early versus the three hundred or four hundred dollar bid the next week. So. I think that's what happened. And I got lucky. I saw a few plays here and there. So I put my $10, $15, $30 bid on it, and I got them on most of my teams. Oh. But, I mean, but yeah, you don't know, right? And there's, you know, it's uh, that's a week later, you would have known. But, you, you, yeah. All right. So I don't know if this is me having sour grapes um, and, and wanting to target them this year. But if we, we look at the FFPC Never Too Early Best Ball Tournament. Over the last seven days, even after he re-signed with Atlanta, so we know where he's going to be. Cordero Patterson still running back thirty-four at the eight oh nine. Now I've already drafted him in a couple of leagues, and yeah. I feel good about it. But the eight oh nine, Jason, yeah. should we be grabbing him at that spot? I mean, this seems like way too low. Yeah, I think it's a little bit low. I I don't expect amazing things from him. I do feel like Atlanta should draft one of these running backs, but yeah. you never know. Atlanta, I mean, it's frustrating watching them. I'm a little bit of a fan, but uh, it's frustrating. You know, they, have, they haven't done anything. They don't seem to care. So right now it looks like it's Mike Davis and Cordell Bat Patterson. So he's their number one running back, and he's their number one receiver, honestly, when yeah. you look at it. So there's nothing but upside right now, right? So, um, And, you know, if they don't draft one of these top five running backs, then, I mean, then that guy's probably behind Cordell Patterson. So. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So, so do you think they're going to take Malik Willis in, in the first round with that number nine pick? I don't. I don't. So what are, what are they – okay. So well, This is just, the whole thing, yeah. Like, I, I, I don't think they have a plan. I, I think bringing Mariota in wasn't a bad idea. I mean, I think they're going to take a season to see what they have because he has – So he could just be a bridge guy until next year's draft then, right? Might be a bridge guy or maybe he excels. Maybe. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of weapons or anything like right. that, so it's unfair. But um, – I mean, Mariota wasn't bad. I mean, I don't think he's a top, you know, 10 quarterback, but he was probably a top 15, top 20. So he's a For he's fantasy a, you're talking about, yeah, right? Well, fantasy and starter. I mean, he, okay. he wasn't bad with the Titans. I mean, uh, so I think they're going to give a look at Mariota and see what they've got because he's still young and he was a number one pick overall and then kind of go there. So I don't think, I don't think they'll draft a QB this season. Uh, okay. All right. So this is interesting because if they don't draft the quarterback, I mean, the holes on this team are endless. Oh, yeah. Especially with the Ridley thing. I, and Russell Gage goes to Tampa now. 
So yeah. how, how big is receiver? Because Atlanta could be looking at a receiver. And then if they go quarterback, for dynasty purposes, if they go quarterback in 2023, that quarterback could be looking at tossing balls to Cordero Patterson, Kyle Pitts, and whatever receiver they go with yeah. this year. So receiver might be a big, big option for them right now. Yeah, I think I think they're going to probably go after receiver, whether it be first round or second round. It might be too early in the first round, but because there is so many receivers, but I think they'll get one in the second round for sure. Okay, all right, and yeah. and there's there's plenty of them out there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Cordell Patterson. I mean, he's I know he's signed, but I mean, he is 31, so I don't know how much value he'll push into next season. So. I think it's, yeah. I mean, obviously they're building around Kyle Pitts and then kind of go from there, but there's a lot of holes. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Um, all right. So moving past receivers, we just talked about Kyle Pitts. Let's talk about tight ends. Um, Trey McBride. Um, a lot of pundits out there have him as their number one fantasy tight end for this year's rookie class. Um, I've, I've talked to several people about him. I don't want to say he's polarizing, but there's enough haters out there on, on Trey McBride. Can he be, how likely is he Jason to be successful from a fantasy standpoint, tight end premium FFPC leagues right away in his rookie year. And I know it depends upon spot, but how yeah. do you view him as a player? Um, no, I, he's got a lot of talent. I think dynasty wise, I, I think he'll be a solid st starter for many, many years. Just tight ends just don't usually produce. I, there's no like Kyle Pitts was a little bit of an exception, and everybody was down on him, but he had an amazing rookie season for tight ends. Um, even Fryermuth had a good season. Um, but honestly, if you look back, I mean, just for example, a couple of years, Fant and Hawkerson, probably two of the best tight ends drafted since Gronk. And Fant had 40 catches, I think, that year. Yeah. Hawkerson, 35. So. I don't expect much, unfortunately. I mean, it's it's tough to come in as a tight end and, and produce quite a bit. I mean, he, he'll be able to maybe spot start or something like that. Um, it's not someone, obviously, you you don't want to draft. I mean, you do want to draft him in, in dynasty purposes and stuff like yeah. that. But redraft, I mean, it would be a, probably a tight end two is what you'd use him as. For, I, I mean, as far as um, if, if you do end up, if you're in a rookie draft and, and you're looking at Trey McBride, at what point do you take him in an FFPC tight end premium league? Is he a mid first round pick? Would you wait till the back end or is he simply a, you know, you start looking at him in, in the second round. Probably late to mid second round. I mean, sorry, late first, mid second. Okay. Guys like Fant and Hawkerson. I mean, they were mid first and you still had to sit on them for a year. Um, but, I mean, I think McBride's a bit below them right now. I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll get to their level. Um, I think McBride will probably be like a Hunter Henry, which isn't bad either. I mean, I mean oh, that's good. Henry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but uh, I think that's probably where I put him. I, I do like Hunter Henry a lot. He kind of got in the bad position with New England, but uh, but yeah, I think Fant and Hawkerson still have another level coming up there. Well, They're only a couple years in, right? So yeah, and and like, what what do you what what are you looking at for um for for Fant uh this year? Now that you know that he's going to be um in Seattle catching passes from, True. I don't know, Geno Smith or yeah. Baker Mayfield or, or somebody. I mean, how do you handle him? And yeah, I mean it's tough. Right I mean, I have him on quite a few dynasty teams, but I don't want I don't want sell him low or anything like that. I mean, I believe in the guy's talent for sure, and I don't think Denver used him. Right. Or, I mean, they had a lot of weapons, so I can't say they didn't use him right, but he, he has a lot of speed and he can get downfield. Like he was saying, um, I think in some ways it might actually help Fant having a bad QB because he's going to be their safety blanket. So in some ways he could turn into six, seven catches and in tight end premium, and that's all you need. Right. So who would be the security blanket? I mean, is, is fan cause I don't view Lockett or Metcalf or any of those guys there no, as like, the yeah. check down guy, right? Oh, no, exactly. Yeah. It would I mean, be Carson or fans or probably or... Fant. Yeah. 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 So, so I, yeah, fans, the, the wild card for sure of that team, but uh, depends who they get in there, I guess. But right. I'm just looking right now. Cause, cause you bring this up and I hadn't thought about the, the security blanket before. Like, and, and I've said this before and several times, I'm like, I always want, like, if you are the only target on your team or the only like really good target, I, I got an argument with um, uh, football guys, commish to the stars, uh, Bryce, about this. And I said, dude, Pitts is going to be great this year. 
because what you know, Mariota or whatever quarterback, Willis or whatever they do there, it's not going to be a good quarterback. He's going to focus in on the one guy. You know, yeah. he's going to be dialed. In. I think about all those great years that not that I want to attribute Steve Smith's Hall of Fame career to Jake DeLome, but Jake DeLome was not good. No. And he focused on Steve Smith so yeah. much. And and I feel like that's going to happen oh, um, sure. with, with Pitts again this year, you know, in, in Atlanta. And if this is true about Fant, you look at what his redraft value is, which I'm looking up right now. And shout out to Darren Armani, fantasymojo.com, um, for all this great FFPC ADP. Tight end 16 yeah. is where he's going right now. I mean, that's behind Cole Komet, who I actually like as well. I think Cole Komet's going to have a solid season. Albert Okuwepanaum from Denver, Gesicki, Gronkowski, who we don't even know is going to play this year. Um, there's a lot to like about Noah Fan, as you were saying. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll we'll wait and see who his QB is. But I right, we're rooting for there. somebody bad, Jason. We yeah. don't need a good quarterback. No, no, that's true. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, Farrell Elliott, who co-hosts the uh, High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour with me every Friday night, ten nine Central. Um, right here on the FFPC YouTube channel. Um, he loves Jalen, and I'm going to screw up his name, Jalen Wittemeyer from Texas A&M. Um, he's been taking him in some best ball leagues. Um, I I've, I wouldn't say I'm all the way there on him uh, so far this year. What are your thoughts on, on Wittemeyer, and what are the chances that he could be the best tight end in this class long term? I, I, I don't mind him. I, I have him ranked. Probably third, honestly. I just, who's second uh, on your list behind McBride then? Um, for tight end, uh, I'm trying to think of who it is now. Sorry, <laughs> it's You're all right. Playing. Um, it's jeez, uh, wow. Not uh, is it the guy? Is it the guy we're going to talk about? Yeah, next? I think it's about that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so. Jelani Woods out of yeah, Virginia. Yeah, it is Woods. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. And just so for talk- size and athleticism. Right. So Wittemeyer. Wittemeyer. Um, no, just from- just. Uh, I mean, he was good. Wittemeyer why, why, why was good. He just his speed isn't there. Uh, his speed isn't even close to most of the tight ends. Um, he didn't have the best QB, but he he does drop a lot of the balls. So yeah. I to draft him in best balls now. I can't see him starting out as a, a tight end he he'd be behind someone i mean okay. there's only so many opportunities in the nfl right now that don't have a tight end that's not going to block them and maybe it's like um who maybe the jets are, are blocked um trying to think of who doesn't have many tight ends like like everybody's signed right so, yeah yeah well, there's not um, a whole lot of tight end holes out there. Yeah, there right isn't. Now. There isn't, yeah. right? So that's, I think he'll be kind of buried, unfortunately, for his first season at least. So I think it's going to be a tough keep even in dynasties because once once those players don't play for the first five, six weeks, it's tough to hold on to those guys. There's yeah. lots. There's endless receivers. There's endless running backs you want to hold on to. And tight ends, your bench spot is only so big. So I could easily see him being on the waiver wire throughout the season. So. And and he's a guy maybe you 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 pick up in a pinch or bye week. Yeah, he comes I mean, through. You you hang on to him, but the, the yeah. expectations are small. I mean, I mean, if you think of Cole Clement, I mean, I I mean, he was on on uh, waiver wire tons. Yeah, tons totally. Yeah, I mean, people picked him up at the end of the year. I mean, and now now this is his third year, I think. There, and he's just yeah, I agree. I I think he's going to be a little bit of a breakout for sure. So, you know. Um. Okay, so so that's Wittemeyer. Um, Jelani Woods, we just mentioned. Yeah. I have, you know, and I haven't done all my all my homework on the rookies yet, yeah. but I have seen more than one person compare this dude's game to Antonio Gates. Now, take that with a grain of salt because yeah. Gates is obviously a Hall of Famer, whatever. But Jelani Woods, like, I think for, for all the hype McBride's getting, the fact that, you know, this is a podcast – geared towards FFPC dynasty leagues where you yeah. get a point and a half per catch for tight end. I mean, you, you look at Woods, this is a guy that, that could be, we, we look at this in three years, like, Oh my God, why wasn't I taking Woods with the top four pick in, in this draft? Do you see it the same way? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, that's, I couldn't think of his name. I had a mind to block there, but uh, 
Woods, yeah, I mean, just his size and his speed yeah. is crazy. Like, so yeah, I mean, Wittemeyer had a five oh three. I don't even think he ran at the combine, whereas um, I think Woods was four forty five, four fifty. And, and that dude is like, and I'm making this up in my mind from what I remember. He's like six six or six seven, like two seven five, six seven. He's like, massive and. Probably one of the strongest tight ends, I think, in the combine. Or yep, two. I mean, totally. There's just a lot of things going for him, and and you see a lot of these transition tight ends that come from basketball or whatever, like Gates and stuff like that. So they can learn the game. I mean, you see some of these quarterbacks coming out at retirement <laughs> to play tight end and stuff. But uh, um, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be a learning curve for sure. I mean, he's not going to. I wouldn't draft him in redrafts either. But dynasty long term, I think he has the most upside. I mean, I remember reading about Darren Waller when he came out. I drafted in my rookie drafts in the sixth, seventh round, four years before he broke out. But I mean, and he got shuffled around. Like you, you know, yeah. nobody even heard of him in the before he broke out because well, he he's got in Baltimore, in, right? Before in he, Baltimore, yeah, and he got yeah. buried and buried and buried. I'm like, hey, we can't, you can't keep that guy. But yeah, um, but yeah, I heard a little bit more outside, and I got him uh, before the season started on the the year that he broke out with Oakland. But you just you never know, but I think Jalen Woods has the has the Jelani Woods. I mean, sorry, um, has the best potential for sure. You brought up Waller, um, Devontae Adams now in Las Vegas. Hunter Renfro had a big breakout season last year. Is Waller a guy that you would you know quiet quietly be looking at shopping right now in the FFPC dynasty leagues? It's tough to shop him. It's it's really tough to shop him because everybody's thinking the same thing. So right okay. now he's on the low, unfortunately. So he's so he's a guy you just keep, and then if yeah. he has a few great games, then he's a guy that like if you don't yeah. believe in that long term, then you start yeah because shopping. he is getting a little bit older. He's not that old for tight end, but he's getting a little bit older. So unfortunately, right now you're 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 with him. But I, honestly, I don't think he's going to be affected as much as we think. I don't. I I think it's going to be Adams that takes the biggest hit. Yeah. I, I mean, I honestly losing Rogers and going to a situation like this. I think Waller is still like Carr. Carr isn't Rogers, and Carr is going to use those safety blankets, yep. and he's going to use his Renfro and his Waller when he's in trouble. Um, so I think honestly, Adams probably takes the biggest hit. I might I might be wrong, but I think that Adams takes biggest hit number wise. Right, and, and I and I've said this, you know, because I always thought that th this was a package deal. If if Rogers goes to Denver, Adams is going to follow yeah. him. If Rogers stays in Green yeah. Bay, Adams is going to. And so to to see Rogers stay in Green Bay and Adams move out to yeah. Las Vegas just was was kind of weird to me because I think the bulk of both of those players' careers, um, so much a success is built on the chemistry sure. uh, that they've had between those two guys and the, the nonverbal communication. Like they, they've chewed up so much yardage and touchdowns uh, having that. So, so to see them split up to me, it doesn't like, quite frankly, Rogers should be downgraded in redraft and, and yeah. Adam should be downgraded as well. Yeah. Um, and, and then you already have Carr with, I don't want to say a mind meld, but he's got chemistry with Hunter Renfro. He yeah. has chemistry with Hunter yeah. or with uh, Darren Waller. Yeah. Um, and so then you look at Adams kind of being the guy that, Oh, hey, remember me from Fresno State? Yeah. yeah, that was like eight years ago or whatever. Yeah. Like, let's get that back together. I don't know if it's going to go. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, there's just no way he's going to put up the numbers he put with Rodgers. I just just, just can't. So, I mean, that's the guy that I would put the down tick on. And and Waller, I mean, he was hurt. So, so yeah. Yeah, so I think everybody's just down on Waller. So I'm hoping in main events and stuff like that, he does fall quite a bit further than Kittle and Kelsey and all those guys. And I, I wouldn't be scared to take Waller, I think. It, I mean, he he is athletic, so. It's it's crazy right now because we, we, we've talked a lot of tight ends on tonight's show. Um, Kyle Pitts is, is sneaking up on Mark Andrews as yeah. far as being the tight end two in, in the never-too-early best ball tournament. Kyle Pitts is right behind him. Andrew's going at the 112 on average at the tight end two. Kyle Pitts, the tight end three right now in the second round. Uh, Waller actually has moved past George Kittle, which is weird to yeah. think about because he was behind Kittle recently, and I don't know why yeah. he's moved ahead of him. Tight end four at the 211 right now uh, yeah. as far as Waller goes. That's interesting. Devontae Adams. Now, people are drafting him in January as wide receiver one. He's wide receiver four now as yeah. Cooper Cup. Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase all ahead of him right now. Yeah, and I honestly, 
I mean, if Tyreek Hill didn't get moved, he would have been ahead of him. But now Tyreek Hill's in a yeah. There, there's probably a few more receivers I'd probably move ahead well, of. Well, Jason, I brought this up on on the HSFFO on Friday, and I'll, I'm going to cite this right now with the latest uh, updates from Fantasy Mojo. So um, Tyreek Hill, wide receiver seven, two oh five. Jalen Waddle, wide receiver thirteen, at at three oh nine. Tua Tungavailoa with those two receivers there. Tua Tungavailoa. Quarterback 18 at the 11.02. Who are we wrong on as an industry? Are we wrong on Hill and Waddle, or are we wrong on Tonga Bailoa? We might not be wrong on any of them. We might be really? right on all of them. Well, the reason is it's just going to come down to those catches, the small catches. Yeah. A lot of small dump-off catches and stuff like that. So, I mean, the touchdowns might not be there for those guys, but I could see them getting eight targets each and – you know, come out with six for 70, 80 yards and have a decent day. So, and if they consistently do that, then they're, they are in the top 10 receivers. So, so yeah, we're not, I mean, two, I don't know. Are we wrong on Gesicki then? Should we be fading Gesicki or is he a beneficiary of all his talent? I think we probably should fade him a bit, but, but it's close. I I don't think, I don't think he loses much, but I, I I don't know. I don't know what to make of it, honestly. The Miami Dolphins. Yeah juggernaut of an yeah, offense yeah, exactly. featuring Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds too, by the way, yeah. don't forget about that. Yeah. And Mike McDaniel. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to yeah. be fun to watch the NFL draft coming up in just a few weeks. Uh, Jason, final question for you. Thank you so much for being so no, gracious no with your time tonight. Um, one rookie as of right now on April 7th, 2022, you are super excited about drafting on your dynasty squads. And then one rookie that, there will be a 0.0% chance that he's on any of your squads this year. Well, the the problem with my teams, I guess I don't have a lot of early picks this year. I mean, I congratulations. Yeah, no, I mean, I 23 dynasty titles over your career. I mean, yeah, I had a great season. I mean, I, I only had one team miss the playoffs out of like 25 teams. So, I mean, yeah. So I have a lot of late picks. Um, I mean, obviously, I'd like to add like Traylon Burks or London or something like that, but it's probably going to be that Mechie or or someone like Watson and stuff like that. So I'm I'm happy with those guys. Um, I'd probably lean towards receiver in the uh, the second round versus a running back in that case because I think one of those guys could be a starter, and whereas the other the running backs and it depends on who falls. But right, uh, yep, yeah, and it depends where they go, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, for someone, I haven't really dove in deep enough that I don't want someone. Um, yeah, we've probably gone through some of the names, but well, and, and 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 Jason, I don't again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but yeah. there's probably been some running backs over the years that you're like, oh god, I don't want this guy at all, and then you oh, see who drafts them and where, and you're like, okay, now I kind of like this guy. Oh yeah, no, exactly, yeah, and that's that's same with receivers. I mean, even after uh, I think Minnesota drafted Justice Jefferson, I think third or fourth receiver i mean he didn't shoot up the boards he 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 was still drafted seventh or eighth in our our dynasty rookie drafts and stuff like that i was targeting him a lot because of the landing spot i mean that was key landing spot i didn't get him in a lot but uh but yeah that was one guy for example just landing spot is key landing spot is key and and yes i'm watching green bay hoping uh they finally do something let let me ask you this who is um, we talked about receivers at Green Bay. Who, what, what is the running back spot to go to in the NFL right now? If you're, if you're a rookie running back, um, if you're a dynasty fantasy football player, and you look at all, all the different teams that that could use a running back, not only that could use a running back, but that could feature a running back yeah. as a three down guy. What is that spot in the NFL for you right now? Because we've had these over the years, like. Like with Jonathan Taylor a couple years ago. Yeah. Oh, you know, like what's Indianapolis going to do? Oh, if they get a running back, this guy could be the one on one. Who's a yeah. who's spot this year? I mean, I'm probably like a little bit homer, but Atlanta is is one of the spots. Yep. That's the dream spot, honestly. Um, yes, they have Cordell Patterson, and he'll be a third down back. Honestly, they'll split him out at wide receiver too. So I'm not really worried about him and his age and stuff like that. So it's a prime opportunity for someone to go in there and steal the show there. Um, uh, trying to think of all the what teams. about Houston? Just throwing yeah, that Houston. Out yeah, I mean, I was gonna say Houston. They did this Marlon Mack thing, and I, I'm not, sh- I'm not sold that they will go with him, but uh, I think they might give him an opportunity. So Marlon Mack might be a little bit of a thorn in the side for someone. Um, 
So Houston would have been on top of my list, but that Marlon Mack thing threw a little wrench in it. Let, let me throw another wrench at you. Um, there's been rumors and and um, hearsay about Buffalo potentially taking Brees Hall at yeah. the end of the first round. I, if they do that, that cements him in as the 101 and yeah. maybe a first-round pick in redraft? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think uh, redraft maybe not first round, maybe second round. I because okay. he's still you guys still got Singletary that didn't do bad. He'll he'll split time with Singletary, but but yes, it's a perfect landing spot. I don't think you could jump him into the first round. I don't. I think second round would be fair, but one one rookie draft for sure. Yeah. Sticking with the AFC East, we we were I I thought Aaron Jones as a Packers fan even I thought Aaron Jones is going to go to Miami last year and then the Packers resigned him. The fact that Miami has added. Mostert and Chase Edmonds, does that kind of take them out of the running of a prime rookie running back spot then? Probably. I mean, they spent their money, I guess, but they shouldn't have. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I love their running back core, but uh, I think it's another mix of last year, you know, so unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I think it takes them out of the, the running. They might draft someone in the third round, maybe, and just kind of mix them in or something. But it, it's weird because we, we look at it right now and it seems like everybody has the running back situation figured out except for maybe a handful. Yeah. But it's weird because that handful, you know, we, we talked about like Buffalo, like if yeah. they end up using a first round pick, even a second round pick yeah. on a running back, that's got to yeah, get sure. you really excited from a dynasty standpoint. Yeah, it changes everything, right? And you never know. Like we we think differently than the NFL teams, right? Yes. You know, um, Clyde edwards Slayer is a perfect example, you know. Boyd, he yep. shot up the boards on us, right? Uh, he was like running back five before the first round, and then he became running back Boom. one in the span. Of like and it hours. was, I mean, it was right to do it, but it's just, yeah. I mean, we we think differently, and and we see different stuff. Um, but uh, you never know what the NFL teams are going to do, right? And then it was, it was the same with Rashad Penny, right? I mean, yeah, he was the end of the, yeah, he shot up the boards, and you know, there's been quite a few, but. So yeah, it, it unfortunately I keep on harking on it, but it comes down to landing spot and opportunity. And and I guarantee you, our list right now, there'll be guys at the back end that'll shoot up just yeah. because of landing spots. So it's why we love the NFL draft. It's yeah. why we love Dynasty Fantasy Football. What a treat it was to pick your brain tonight. Uh Jason yeah. Steve's a 23-time FFPC Dynasty champion. Um it, fully fledged into knowing everything he can about the back end of the first round because yeah. that's where he's drafting in yeah. the majority of his leagues because of the success last year, because of the success of his dynasty teams uh, in the past. Listen, man, I uh, appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Don't be a stranger. We'll do this again real soon. Sure. Good luck in all your rookie drafts. Enjoy Thanks. the NFL draft. And we'll yeah, I'm, I'm actually soon. going to Vegas. I'm going to the draft. Oh, yeah. Perfect. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, my friend wanted to go, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes, it will. I went to, um, I went to the NFL draft. Uh, I can't remember how many years ago it was now, but the back-to-back -back years it was in Chicago because it was like a three-hour drive for me. And I went down there, and, and um, we never got into the um, – because there's so many people there. We never got into the the actual auditorium or the yeah. or, you know where it was being held. We were right outside of it. So yeah. whenever all these players would get drafted, they bring them out to the outdoor stage. And they would interview them, and it was yeah. cool to like talk to them then or whatever. But it's a fun experience. Oh, for um, sure, yeah. And, yeah, and Vegas, uh, obviously, we're not probably not going to get in the auditorium either because I think the tickets are, you know, it, first, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. It's, they've they've overpriced this thing, but but it'll still be fun. <laughs> and they, they're supposedly putting on some amazing fanfare stuff. So, all right. So listen, what get a selfie with Brees Hall when the Bills select him sure. in the late set, first round, and uh, and then we'll. We'll put this as a thumbnail on this podcast tonight, okay. that photo. Jason, you are a gentleman and a scholar. Thank you so much, man. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Uh, Jason Steves, ladies and gentlemen, the 23-time uh, winner of the uh, FFPC High Stakes Dynasty Leagues joining us on the uh, road of his high stakes lowdown this month. We will uh, be amping up the Dynasty coverage over at the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour over the next month, talking about a lot of dynasty um, rookies that we talked about tonight. Some rookies we didn't talk about uh, tonight will be uh, heavily in the conversation as we talk to multiple dynasty uh, champions uh, at the high stakes, at the highest level um, over the next month before we slip in to the NFL draft coming up at the end of April. Um, as a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I, I know I mentioned this at, at the top of the show, but if you are looking for some dynasty orphans at some really good prices, myffpc.com slash dynasty for sale. That's where to go for that. Make sure you are checking out 
um, the uh, dynasty startups we have going on uh, over at myffpc.com slash dynasty at the $77 and $250 level. And uh, of course, the never too early best ball tournament filling up fast. We're probably pushing towards 80% capacity, only about three weeks left to draft in that $125. It's a uh, entry best ball tournament, 25 grand to the winner. That's going to be very exciting. Um, and uh, the million dollar FFPC main event grand prize. Do not miss out on that. $100 early bird. Make sure you're getting in on that now. $500 off each additional team. The Football Guys Players Championship early bird promotion is live. Make sure you're registering before June 30th, drafting before July 15th. Boom, $35 uh, uh, FFPC credit to your account as well. Um, the last thing I will mention, besides all the best ball um, options we have at FFPC, uh, myffpc.com, Varsity, um, Terminator, uh, uh, Superflex, whatever you want. It's at myffpc.com. And make sure uh, that you are subscribing uh, to Rotoviz using the discount code RVRADIO2022. That's RVRADIO2022. Listeners only using that code get a 10% discount. Uh, the subscription that you get gives you unlimited access to all the Rotoviz content and tools, helps support the uh, podcast channel as well. Thanks to Jason Steves, our guest uh, this evening. We will be back in May. Uh, another former Dynasty champ will be joining the show, a guy who's won a lot of Dynasty Leagues, guy who's been on the HSFF hour before, Mark Perino, will be our guest, and he will help us make sense of all the bedlam, all the chaos that's happening at the NFL draft at the end of this month, and we'll help you get your rookie draft sorted out prior to them starting at myffpc.com. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again in early May, ladies and gentlemen.